follow them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same so drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no more no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the torment of his name. Amen? Amen. This is a pretty hard statement. Nowhere in the Bible will you find a statement with such finality from God. He said, that's it. When you choose that side, there is nothing else I will do. Now, you would think that a merciful God, you know God, oh no, God, he's too merciful to destroy. Even though there's over a hundred passages that says, I will destroy. But God says, once you get to this point, there's nothing else I can do. Not because God lost his power. He said, we have chosen a side. And we have chosen it with our whole heart and our whole mind. So as we look at this, we want to take our time through this. Most of the time we teach a third angel's message, we start going here and going there, but the key element to this particular message is found in this particular word, worship. If any man worship the beast at his image. So before we go into what a beast is, we need to find out what this worship business is all about. Amen? Because it is so awful to worship the beast. What can be so... How, how could this be of such a nature that God says, I'm cutting you off forever? So let's, let's look at this, if you don't mind. Every time you see the word worship, whether it be in the Old Testament or the New Testament, it has to do with bowing down, submitting to an entity, a power. It's, it, as a matter of fact, it says it's like a dog licking a master's hand. It's like kissing the rain. It's these things you are submitting yourself publicly and wholeheartedly to something. Prostrate oneself in homage, you reverence, you adore. See, that's why whatever this beast is must be so terrible that if we do that, God is going to cut you off. Because worship belongs to who? To the Lord. God alone. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. The devil has gotten to a place in 20, what year we 2016 that he tried to get with Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. He tried, he, he, this worship business is nothing new. He's been trying to get this done for many centuries, but now he's succeeding. And he's succeeding in a place that no one would think he would succeed, and that's in a church. He's, the people of God are on the precipice of worshiping the beast. Because we are so concerned about who the beast is, as opposed to how we worship the beast. And so we need to deal with the worship before we start identifying the beast. Amen? Because it doesn't matter who it is. If you're worshiping it, I don't care if it's called this or that, if you're worshiping it, you are the enemy of the Most High God.